I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that is involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Well, good afternoon, listeners. Welcome to the cold, the grey, the windy den for the visit of Sheffield United today in this League One crunch game, playoff crunch game. You are listening to Achtung Millwall. You know that already. Don't need me to tell you that. My name, of course, is Nick Hart. Welcome to the Den, listeners. Today's middle starting 11. Jewel Nartre in goal. Across the back line, Marlon Romeo. Byron Webster, Mark Beavers, and the returning Joe Martin. Across the midfield, Jimmy Abdu, Ben Thompson, Shane Ferguson, and returning new boy, Chris Taylor. He of the flame hair. Uh, in the absence of, obviously, the departed Jed Wallace. A shame to see him go. But a very adequate replacement, it's got to be said, in Chris Taylor was here a couple of years ago, wasn't he? Um, a good left-sided midfielder and a goal-scoring midfielder, if I remember rightly. So it'd be good to see him out there today. Up front, dynamic duo league Greg with Steve Morrison. Here come the teams. Sheffield United in a kind of Polish-style white shirts, red shorts turnout. The line's still in their tracksuit, but of course will be in the dark blue and white shirts that we know and love. Sheffield, of course, managed by that very smug man, Nigel Atkins, a man of some um, hatred down at Den. Hatred? Too strong a word. Utter dislike, probably, or contempt, maybe a better description for him. Mr. Smug, the king of smug, the geography teacher, that throws a bit of chalk at the, at the dull boy at the back of the class, the bully, the man who quotes T.S. Eliot poems in his dressing room, a man that we love to hate. It'd be great to put one over on that little uh, toe rag, little slag. It's called him a slag, come on. We'll call him a slag. They're still filling up, teams are out on the pitch, getting themselves in order, ready for the kickoff. So Sheffield United going to kick us off, attacking the cold blow in the first half. Mill therefore will be attacking the away end and going towards the cold blow lane end in that critical second half. Away we go. A couple of pre-match introductions before kickoff for two Lions legends, Richard Sadlio, whose career was cruelly cut short, of course, by a knee injury. And a proper Lions legend in Alan Dunn, whose book is now on sale. I think he was doing a book signing before the game in the, one of the souvenir huts within the, within the stadium. I was listening to his interview on the other channel, on the Lions Live channel. Comes across very, very well, I thought. A real 
Millwall man. I can't. I, I struggle with people who don't like him online. You get a lot of haters, as they call them, on the on the Twitter and on the Facebook. I struggle with that. He's a, he's a loyal and Millwall man, loyal servant, Millwall man through and through. So good luck to him with the autobiography. Done it the hard way. A little play on words there. Get it? Done it? Done it? Adam Dunn. Hope it sells well. It's certainly a must-read for all Mill listeners. I'm planning to read it probably later on in the summertime. I probably won't rush to read that, but I will be reading. I do promise you that much, Alan. All forwards find Steve Morris on the left side of the show. Pedro ball in the box. Try to find that go. Who's next? Taylor! Taylor 1-0! On his debut! 1-0 Millwall! One half minute's gone! Slammed out. Ball in the box. Rebounds off that boom. Slammed home for 1-0! Fantastically taken goal, all into the mix. It rebounds out to Chris Taylor. On the penalty spot, slams it straight into the net. Powered shot. One nil up, one half minutes in. I was just trying to check the league table for you, listeners, see where we are, where they are. I know they're a couple of points outside the playoff zone. We're placed fifth. If memory serves, I can't be up checking it now. You have to go to other places for, for detail like that, listeners. Mill one nil up. You can hear the crowd around me, can't you? Blistering start for the Lions, absolutely blistering start, just like we did last week at Bowley at Swindon. We've opened up all guns blazing. All fours finds Lee Gregory on the left-hand side now. All ball through from the middle, Gregory into the box, he cuts it back trying to find Morrison. Too many white-shirt defenders in the way of that ball back. Every time we're breaking forwards, we're looking dangerous at the moment, listeners. Well, I saw one comparison from Glenn of this, this is Millwall, making the, uh, the loss of Jed Wallace and then the introduction of Chris Taylor. A little bit like going from uh, dating Scarlett Johansson to picking up the bird that you fancy down the pub um, without being sexist or any kind of uh, unpolitically correct way there, if, if any kind of unpolitically correct comment there at all. I know what he means, but by gosh, he just put that ball away well there. That was a nice finish from Chris Taylor. So it seems as though we are really getting to bed the girl down the pub, whereas rather than admiring from a distance Scarlett Johansson, I don't know what comparison I'm making, maybe I'll delete that whole little passage list as I don't know, six minutes gone, Marlon just slightly out, out battled, oh, he wins it back, out battled did I say, I've got it all wrong, he out battled this Sheffield United man now, who's going to be pushed off the ball, stronger player with him, he won it back well, what a player that boy is, what a prospect Marlon Romeo is. Ball falls to Taylor in the centre and centre circle. Ball four, beautiful ball four. What is Gregory? Ball on goal. Oh, it's inches wide. 50-50 chance of a goalkeeper near the edge of the penalty. Beautiful ball through from Chris Taylor. Gregory stretches, puts it inches wide of the right-hand post. Very unlucky. Eight minutes gone. Second clear-cut chance for the Lions in the opening eight. Beautiful pass forwards there, listeners. Anyone who's still hankering after that post of Scarlett Johansson on the wall will really see what's in front of you. See what you've got on your plate right now. Chris Taylor, that's what you've got on your plate. We're joined with by Mickey, Mickey AMS. Say hello to the listeners, Mickey. Hello, listeners. Sheffield pulled in from the left deep as Archer takes. Nice. Nine minutes gone, nicely taken, very nicely. Mickey and I just speculating on the chances of another Mill sacking. They've got a whole history of Mill sackings over the years. I remember um, Sven was one that springs to mind yeah, as, yeah, as I'm sitting here and he's, he's managing Leicester, but Nigel Atkins, if he gets beat by today, must be on, on, on the rocks a little bit there, Mick. Yeah, this is a big club doing nothing, isn't it? No, that's it. All through from Abdo, over here. That's going to be a Sheffield goal kick, 12 minutes. Oh, oh, oh. Now, isn't it? 
I think this is called su- success. This is called success. Do you reckon I reckon it's people wanting to get on your podcast? Right? <laughs> <laughs> people are trying to hunt you out, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I love the bird shit on the fucking... You know, yeah, it's, it's a class environment. I'm not, I'm not sure... Um, I'm not sure the BBC put up with this, but yeah, this, <laughs> is, this is where I operate. Have a listen, listeners. 13 minutes in, Mill led it at 1 0. Yeah. Come Sheffield United, pulled it in the box, so that's cleared well by Byron. Nice little move there by Sheffield, 14 minutes, Mill got to stay tight. Thompson in the mix, he wins a free kick. Another chance for Mill to float the ball into the danger zone. We've looked dangerous when we've gone forwards, in fairness. In fairness, Sheffield haven't looked too bad coming at us so far. So here comes the cross. Shirt Ferguson's into the middle. Clear header on goal! That was Ben Thompson. No, it was Joe Martin, excuse me. Quick header just past the right-hand post. 16 minutes. Good to see. A little bit on the regen while we're, while we're sitting there with Mickey. Good to see the club have got a meeting going on, Mick, with um, Lewisham Council, I believe. Which is, as we were asking for. You know, it's exactly what we were asking for, but it's... Um I think it'll be a lot more transparent if they actually gave us a date rather than saying we've got a meeting next month because I could have a meeting next month to meet the Queen. Well, we've got a meeting at some point in the next six months, mate, you and me. Yeah, exactly. We'll be back here, down exactly. and down the den, won't we? So, so you know, I just true. like, you know, the only thing what we want is transparency, um, openness, and just let the fans know what's going on. Make it a bit more, yeah, make it a bit more open. Even game overall so far. Mill certainly looked dangerous whenever we've gone forwards. We are more direct, as you'd expect. Uh, Sheffield have passed the ball a little bit more than we have. But at the moment, we have the critical one-goal lead. Great atmosphere here today, Mick. Oh, it's fantastic. It's bringing back the old days, isn't it? It is. All three uh, singing Yeah, that's right. It's, it's all going, isn't it? Rather than you get the old, oh, it can't. <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield win the ball down by the right-hand side. Call the flag, the fives in the box. Ball into the mix, that's headed up clear by Jimmy Abko, 35 on the edge of the box, and Marlon will bring it away. It's the moments, um, not quite panic, but a flutter. Marlon done a beautiful dribbling run there. He's got three white shirt defenders with him, he's got Taylor on the inside of him, finds him. Nicely done, Taylor retains possession, he's got Abko. 20 minutes into the game, halfway through the first half almost. Shane Ferguson, crowd getting behind this. It's Gregory down by the right hand corner flag. He gets shuffled, pushed off the ball slightly there by the six. 24 minutes gone. He wins it back. Fantastic work by Lee Greg there. That is very, very strong work. Unlucky puts it out after all that praise. They did very well to win the ball back. That was real, real spirit, listeners. 26 minutes. Sheffield just trying to press forward a little bit at the moment, listeners. We've been a little bit on the back foot the last couple of minutes. Good solid defensive work there. Cuts that move out, though. As I'm saying, that 27 minutes passes. A little bit of online controversy, listeners, in the week. There's a chap out there doing a, a, a channel on uh, Twitter called Lions TV. I, I really like it. I think it's a great idea. It's a, almost a fanzine-style approach. does a little bit of a video clip after the uh, last couple of home games. I think one going down to, um, to Swindon the other week. Did a really nice, well-done interview with Peter Sweeney, the ex-Millwall player, in a pub. It must be somewhere in Bexley, I'm guessing. I don't know. I thought we'd done it really well. And... Uh, I think done done it well, and uh, people always like to take the pop at those that stick their head above a parapet. I say well done to him for, for doing this and having the courage to turn the camera on and stand there and do it. It's not everyone that can do that, so fair play to him. No, I agree with you. I think, you know, I, I, I totally understand his pain. Um, oh, Gregory's on. Gregory's on. <laughs> Gregory's on. Good, Gregory! Gregory! Oh! Straight to the goalkeeper, 28 minutes. Oh, and he's down. Greg's gone down. down. Let's hope he's all right. Meanwhile, ball pumped forwards. It's come through to Byron. 
Just Mills just flapping about side, but a brilliant little turn and bring away by Abdu. Greggs is down. Ball through to Steve Morrison. Moose, what can not Morrison do? Send the goalkeeper. Morrison recovers. Taylor shoots over the bar with Gregory still down his, on the floor in the penalty area, worryingly so. Let's hope he's okay. Don't look right there, Vic. Going back to tonight's TV. You know, I, I, I admire what he's doing there. So Mick. do I. And I think I understand where people suddenly, when you stick your head above the parapet like us two, your years yeah, ago, yeah. Um, we, you know, we had it all. But you've just got to sit there and grind through it, and, and eventually. You'll, you'll win some over and I think once he gets into a rhythm it's still fairly nervous Yeah. but once he gets into the rhythm of it I think it'll be fine I think what he needs to do just, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to tip anyone what to do with anything but you do need to have some people with something to say I think yep. finding random fans after the game is it's got potential it's yep. got amusing potential yep. and as we've seen with um, uh, Kevin Kempster which is a classic check it out legend legend um, and it's got potential to go not so well. Which, uh, maybe um, the Swindon one wasn't such a, a hot product. But um, I think if you have people with something to say, then you'll go a lot, lot further than if you're just finding random, pointing the camera at random people. But I say more power to his elbow. Personally. Yeah, maybe, maybe I think, maybe, you know, he's learning the way. But I think, you know, maybe do like the old Van Pox where you just turn up, gives people 15 seconds or whatever, yeah. and edit in together. Again, we don't know... What editing skills he's got? What's not? As you know, editing's a it's pain a, in the arse. It's a pain in the arse. That's a pain in the arse. So look, I think it's bear with him. Go on the Lions TV and give him a follow. Yep. Um, let's get his following numbers up and, and, and welcome him into the family. I think you know Dan seems all right. I've spoken to him. A, you know, a few DMs and emails and stuff. I think he seems all right. His heart's in the right place. Nice one. That's all we want to hear. And, uh, and take it from there, isn't it? Good luck to him. Good luck yeah, to him. Definitely. Meanwhile, Lee Gregory's hobbled off the pitch. And don't look like he's going to come back, I don't I think. I think you need some man up, didn't you? Man up. Run it off. He's back on. Look, look, he must have heard us, Nick. He's back on. He's tentatively run back on. Let's hope he's all right. Millwall. He's Millwall. <laughs> It'll be a, be a major loss if Gregory is retired from this game. He's been putting some massive effort in the opening 30 minutes, and that was almost an opportunity there to make it two. Um, he's, he's, he's jogging more lightly now, so let's, let's keep our fingers crossed. Ball in the box, punch clear by Jordan Archer. Six heads it up on the edge of the area and we're going to bring it away. Still bouncing around. 32 minutes, it's high, it's bumping up. It's going to be Archer's ball. How Archer's come forward though, isn't it? Massively before, If that Massively was forward, he would have come out to try and get that ball. We'd, and left we'd have been having a nervous breakdown, you yeah. and me, up here, Mickey. Well, he stayed firm on that line next to the post. He knew that the guys out there are going to defend. And I think that's the, the loyalty and whatnot between them now. There seems to be that. Yeah. I mean, we'll be thinking soon about players of the season. Jordan Archer must be it's one of be, them. I would also be thinking about Lee Gregory. Well, Lee Gregory won the um, PFA Player of the Month for League One this month for February, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, we've also got the likes of Morrison, obviously, who's done what he's done up for us up front this season. The leadership, the kind of um, the ability to think on his feet. So it's one of the two, you know, more than one contender. Is this something given the re recent years? I think we should thank the fans as well for getting on the uh, the League One poll and voting Jordan Archer up there. Yeah. Because I think, it takes, um, takes a method of you know, once we started tweeting it and people voting, the, the percentage went up. Ball four for Ben Thompson. Morrison's on the right-hand side. He's got it's the got no one there, attention though, he can't beat the 21. That's going to go off for a Sheffield throw. No, it's a 33rd minute. Newell throw down by the... spec savers, you should, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield corner from the left-hand side. Floated into the nibbles. Right across the middle uh, goal there. No one touched it goal kick but there was a moment of danger there as the 36th minute approaches so new members Mickey 
We did a show, Mickey's a show number seventy-three. Oh, we did, really. We did. It's gone down very well. Many new members as a result of the show. Act on the all seventy-three. Uh, I think for the first week or so after, I think we got about uh, about fifty odd new members, Fantastic. and uh, and about sixty odd new followers on Twitter. So yes, yeah, so yeah, far so good. Thing. Tune in, listeners, if you want to hear what the AMS are all about. Show number 73, go to the Akdung Millwall, CBL Magazine podcast. We'll post a link tomorrow on it. We'll post it up when you post the show out. We'll post a link back Nice one. On acast.com, search CBL Magazine podcast or go to iTunes and do the same. Also, let us know um, what you thought about the Match Day 5 questions. If you like the idea and you want it again, then let us know and we'll do it on the next Match Day. If you thought it was a bag of crap, just send us and say yeah. But we can uh, take it. Yeah, it's just the fun, but allegedly um, you, you lot were cheaters because Google was trending Millwall manager history. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that says something uh, about our fan base, possibly. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield's on the attack whilst we were waffling, ball into the box from the left-hand side. It's been a bit of pressure. Second half's been a little bit of pressure from Sheffield. Millwall oh, haven't won any clear-cut chances since the early phase of the game. And they've had a lot of ball coming out of... Passing the ball around, coming out consistently down the left and right. Here they come again, across the middle. Ball throws, 18. Offside, thank Christ for that. Everyone throws, the stadium throws, he slammed in there on the 39th minute. Oh, look, and it was, it was offside. Not happy there, mate. They're not happy, up there, in the away end. I must have been, I wasn't very happy for a moment until I realised he put his offside flag up. Long ball falls from Beaver as he finds Lee Gregory back to goal. Gregory crunching, tackling, wins the ball. Fantastic work by Lee Gregory, dispossessed by the 34 in the end. That boy is a committed, committed pressure of the ball. I'm really liking what I'm seeing with Lee Gregory, listeners. We're just talking about players of the season. I'm going to make him my player of the season based on what I've seen so far. You'll have your own views and opinions. But Lee Gregory, 22 goals, of course, for that 22nd last week at Swindon. And the sheer commitment that we're seeing, the sheer strength on the ball. He's a contender, if not the winner of it, from my point of view. Bearded number five. He has the air of a kind of a Bader Meinhof terrorist from the 1970s about him. <laughs> Older listeners will know what I'm talking about there. But if you imagine one of the Bader Meinhof gang, that's what he looks like. He's gone down on one knee now. Into the three minutes overtime given at the end of that first half, listeners. Gregory does fantastic. Roll wins it back again. Ball into the box. There's Taylor over the bar. Opportunist little cross in there from Lee Gregory. Gregory doing some fantastic oh, work, Damon. Well, Chris, Chris Taylor's come flying in, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Taylor, I, 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 you know, he was a favourite player when he was here before yeah. he left. Actually, after quite a brief spell with well, us. I think he was stitched, wasn't he, really? Depending where you read into it. I think so many have been over the years. He was thrown out rather than wanting to leave, yeah. I think. It's so good to see him back. Oh, I, I liked him before. Yeah. And we like what we've seen of him today so far. Definitely this a Millwall player, isn't he, really? Totally. With in-game statistic, Nick's just filed a, uh, a question on, online whether fans think they're going to win or lose or draw today. 74% think they'll win from this position. Coming up to um, half-time, 1-0 ahead. Not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. I was listening to uh, actually a very interesting podcast with all people, Harry Redknapp. I, I will forgive me for saying that name on your radio station, listeners. But I was listening to an interview he did with a bloke called Graham Hunter who does the La Liga show on, on Sky. And he was talking about the art of closing out games, the, uh, the, the way that you need experienced players to actually shut down a game. What we didn't see probably last week at Swindon, where we were leading and didn't close out the game. And that's the kind of power that he looked for in his teams. And that's what we need still in this squad. So I don't think we've quite got it. We tend to let games slip and slide away from us. But at the moment, 
It's looking good. Here comes Shane Ferguson on the halfway line. Took by the five. There's half time, listeners. Lions leading that 1-0. Uh, deservedly so. Deservedly so. We took a fantastic early chance. Sheffield have had a lot of ball. Not really carved out any clear-cut opportunities. Mill, by contrast, have had chances. A couple of chances through the course of the half not taken. But we do need to pay attention to closing out this game in the second half. We're going to be right back after these messages. Achtung, Mehlball. Got a half-time tweet here for you, listeners. John Kelly of the news at Dan Subbot News says he hopes Mill will not be looking back on those chances missed in that first half. Gregory and Morrison uh, then come to regret them at the end of the game. I'll make you right there, John. Uh, the fantastically named Cockpiss Millwall, what a name, says, of course we all regret it, we always do, same as most home games. This is Millwall, says, pretty decent game to watch, honestly, a bit too nice, he wants a punch-up. And Stuart Mace wants to see some more Zorb racing at half-time. Mill halfway lines, there's a bright start and some guilt-edged chances. Guilt-edged, I'll make you right there, MHL. We still sit a little bit too deep when we're ahead. Thompson and Romeo, superb. Jimmy is struggling, says the Mill halfway line. Achtung, Mehlball. Second half's underway, listeners. Mill attacking a cold blow lane end of the ground, as is traditional in the second half. In comes the ball from the seven. Near towards Jimmy Abdul heads it clear. Ball still in the danger zone, bouncing around. Byron Webster's in there, a lot of uh, Sheffield players falls for this. Taylor wins the ball, tries to bring away, comes Ferguson, no, just dispossessed there. Romeo, brilliantly executed, Romeo now, come down the right-hand side into the Sheffield United half, he plays inside, finds Chris Taylor. Looks like he's been there since the start of the season, Chris Taylor's that kind of player, he fits straight back in, like hand in glove. Well, last week there's um, Steve Morrison complaining about abnormal refereeing down at Swindon. I don't think we can have too many complaints so far with this referee. He's done nothing abnormal. Uh, though there still is a half of football to go, but he's been, he seems to be fair, hard but fair. Sheffield player on the break. Mill defence melting slightly. Fantastic block there by Mark Beavers. Last ditch stand stuff. General Custer at the battle of the little big horn now. Number 11 had, had a clear run through the Mill defence, which was overcommitted. No one was challenging him apart from Mark Beavers. He puts it going for a Sheffield corner on 49 minutes, 50 minutes. Sheffield throw, a little bit of pressure to start the half off. Clearly they've had a Nigel Atkins poem at half-time. I wonder what poem he would have read out to the listeners. Possibly Rudyard Kipling, something not stereotypical. Rudyard Kipling's if. They might have read that out to him at half-time. They've come out with renewed vigour and energy in the second half. Just a little bit of an experience from Romeo there with a 1-2 with uh, Taylor. Had to put it behind for a Sheffield United corner. Um, as I say, inexperience rather than anything uh, approaching incompetence. As a couple of posters put on, on Twitter after time, we're just sitting a little bit deep at the moment. A little bit of casual work there in, in defence, almost uh, falls to Lee Gregg if it's cleared. Yeah, we're just sitting back a little bit, we're, uh, we're absorbing pressure, almost inviting Sheffield United onto us in the hope of a counter-punch. Um, the wisdom of that will uh, be seen by the end of the game. If we can survive this, then um, it'll be genius. It? It's, it's like the old um, Spinal Tap movies, it's such a fine line between genius and stupid. It's, it's that kind of thing at the moment. The moment we're leading, so therefore it's sitting back is genius. If we can see the goal, it'll be stupid. 54 minutes. Little ball forward there from Sheffield United. Ball back across the box. No one in the middle there. That was too high in any case. Showing a little bit of danger, Sheffield, at the moment. The 18 now on the right-hand side. Mark Marlon is, can't make the tackle. Jimmy Abdul brings it away. 
Second ball's falling to Sheffield United at the moment. 55 minutes approaches, a little bit of pressure. Crowd trying to urge the Lions on. They sense that Sheffield are coming back into this. It's a trap in Stone Island down in front of the front of the row in front of me and Mick. He wants to take the whole Sheffield United end on. So he'll take the lot on. Webster's down at the moment while I'm uh, amused by my uh, middle-aged um, colleague down, down in front of me. So Webster's okay. Yes, he really will take the lot on. He's telling him so. He'll have the lot. All thousand of them. And he means it as well. Even the normally sedate uh, exact boxes are up for this one. There's one or two giving it some out of one, the box opposite us. It's Millwall listeners. That's what you get down here. That's why you come here. That's what you love it for. Cold day, grey day, the flags blowing in the wind. Flags that the MSC pay for. The flags that the MSC pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic work by Chris Taylor. Wins a tackle there. Ball back from Morrison. Slightly clear. She does well again there. Fouls. Grounded uproar. Fantastic work by Chris Taylor. Foul. Could be a yellow card for the Sheffield defender. Right hand side free kick down by the corner flag. 58 minutes. Millwall. Crunching start by Chris Taylor. He is, as Mick says, he's, he started as he means to go on. He's a committed player. Committed Millwall player. I just realised that we stood up and leant right over to see what was happening when we could watch it on the new... Um Screen. Yeah, I can't get rid of the whole TV thing, you know. No, no. Modern day fangled business. Going to be a mill throw, uh, free kick. Yeah, it's just slightly off, isn't it? It's, it's, there's a gap around the edge of the Jumbotron. It just gives it a slightly tacky look, but then that's Millwall. Here comes across. Too long, too long. It's gone off for a goal kick. It's, it's just typical Millwall, isn't it? It just looks, like it just looks slightly crappy. Good performance by Taylor today so far. Mick, he's put himself about a lot, hasn't he? Opening goal, but yeah. also done the physical side as well no, today. Definitely, definitely. Ball in the box there, little rebound moment there, it's gone for a goal kick. Little dangerous ball in from the uh, the 14 on the left hand side. It rebounded ping pong style around inside the mill six yard box and gone off for a goal kick. 62 minutes. Just looking down a list of players who are out of contract at the end of the season. Morrison out of contract, is he? Potentially, yeah. Marquis clearly. Marquis, Phil Pottwardek, Lee Martin, well we don't don't worry about him. Farrell, Powell, Hapson, Williams, Joe Martin, Mabulu, he was one of our young props, balled into the box, headed on goal, taken nicely by Jordan after 64 minutes. Webster Beavers, Romeo's in Romeo's contract. Edwards and King. Edwards' time will probably be up at the end of the season. That's quite a large group of players that will be out of contract. So, a chance to um, possibly clear the decks with some. You see one or two names that won't be reappearing in a Mill shirt and uh, bring some new blood in, perhaps with some kids. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah. I think it's time to look. And retain the best of the bunch that are there at the moment. Yeah. But no, that's quite a quite a clean slate coming in the summertime, this is. Morris has got some beautiful work, beats his man, Will breaking defence. Here comes Lee Gregory on the right hand side. Can he keep it in? He can't. He just overran it, overran it. Another key there. Beautiful ball out of defence by Steve Morrison. High ball for finds Ben Thompson on the, on the second phase there. Ball got wide now. He finds Morrison over on the right hand side. Morrison under challenge from the 14. Morrison beats his man. Can, can he get across? He can. He's going to go behind for a corner. 71 minutes. Mill corner. A little bit more pressure now from the Lions coming forwards. One or two um, comments about how uh, may have taken sleeping tablets at half time to keep them a little bit subdued, but they're certainly looking a bit more fiery now as we come towards the Lionel final stages of the game. Ken Ferguson, Ferguson can get across and that's flipped on, that's going to go tipped over the bar. The ball into the box taken neatly enough by Jordan Archer in the 74th minute. Mill just maybe containing them at the moment. Oh, it's a bad error there by 
Romeo flicks on of his own heels. Thompson's back to clean up. Sheffield on the attack. Yeah, brave header. Brave header by Chris Taylor. Just under the cosh a little bit, a little bit of pressure. As the 75th minute turn, Sheffield coming on to us. Brave header there by Chris Taylor to head the ball clear. They've still got a possession. On the edge of the middle penalty here, passing the ball around, trying to work something. Pressing further falls in the second half, they've a ball into the box. Fantastic save, Joel Narja, near post header. Angled down, Archer was down, equal to it, but that was a major, major save by Joel Narja. That was a top, top draw save by Joel Narja. Can, can seize the corner. The only downside with Jordan Archer yeah. is that he's not an English keeper, he's playing through the jobs. Scottish, isn't he? Ball into the box, Archer takes. Jordan Archer saved that bacon there, Mick. Definitely, definitely. No substitution. 82nd minute. Lee Gregory coming out, Aidan O'Brien's coming in. Good round of applause for He's done a lot of hard work for the Lions today. 86 minutes, Sheffield coming forward again. Marlon Roma just conceded a little free kick. They start to look a little bit tired. At times in the second half, he's faded. He's looked a little bit um, less than what he did in the first half. Let's put it that way. But he is a youngster. Ball in the box. That's going to be a uh, conceded for a corner by Joe Martin. Ball flowed into the box. Long the eight. Straight into the arms of Jordan Archer. Mickey and I just talked about the vortex created by the incinerator and how that might affect the tower blocks that might be constructed on our car park. We're um, getting very scientific here, Mick. I think we all do well, it. It's a, it's a Greenpeace... It's a Greenpeace study that's on with all the region stuff on the website, but potentially once the tower blocks are built, that the, 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 the contamination from the incinerator yeah. will basically, because of the vortex from the buildings, could push it lower. So right. it's again, I don't know if they've changed the chimney, but if it's the same chimney where the study was done six, seven years ago, then potentially that's again needs to be done beforehand. We'll have mutant. Uh, investors into our flats locally. They've done checked. Mutant Millwall supporters. Mutant Millwall supporters. They've done checked. Live in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes injury time gone. Sheffield United on the attack. Throw in over on the right hand side. Mill just need to be professional. See this through. Abdul with the header away. Upson's in there. There's Thompson. Hunts it forward. Relieves the pressure. Straight down to the yellow clad goalkeeper. Can't do much with that, it's a uh, hopeless kind of pump forwards. The crowd are into this now, we're coming up for four minutes of injury time now, listeners. Real create fans celebrate, be a good win, strong win, a win much needed in the league table. And we've done well against a decent looking Sheffield United side, they've, yeah. they've had a lot of possession, they haven't shown much in front of goal. But we've done well to see it through. Exactly. Right? And this time when the podcast goes up, he could be sacked, their manager. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Comes for five minutes now of overtime. Ball's down at the Sheffield United end. You've got to love our fans, have you? When we win, our <laughs> oh, no. fans what are, place are to be? the best. Where else would you want to be? No, nowhere. Stand in the corner still. You'll throw it again. Six and a half minutes now passes. This is tense stuff. You just want to over, get it over and done with. Mickey wants to get out of the piss. I want three points more ball. Yes! Full time! Mill one, Sheffield United nil. Strong win for the Lions. Some tense moments in that second half. But we see it through. Managed the game out well. Take away Mr. Bye for now. Come on. 
There he there is, finally. We're going to be right back after these messages with Harry Warren. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. Big welcome to Harry Warren. Welcome back to the show, H. Thanks for having me, mate. Well, happy days, happy days. That was a quite a game this afternoon. I thought it was quite a quite a grind of a second half. Yeah, it was a uh, it was torturous at times, wasn't it? it was totally. Just, it was like being in the dentist and he's pulling your teeth, and you, you're sitting there and you know it's coming, but uh, it didn't happen for for a change. Normally, I thought we were going to, especially at the end, I thought we were going to end up like Swindon last week again. So. Well, that was the that was the analogy that was going through my mind because we made uh, an absolutely blistering start, didn't we, to today's proceedings? That goal after uh, it wasn't even two minutes. I think it was about one and a half minutes on the clock when Chris Taylor fired in. Beautiful goal, well taken finish. Um, and I thought, well, here we go. You know, we, we, it's, it's swindled all over again because the rest of the half we, we was chance upon chance missed, and that kind of sense that Sheffield United were going to outpass us at, at, at certain times. Yeah, I think we were quite happy to let them have the ball, to be honest. I think we, we, I know it sounds strange, but we almost set up like we were in a way side, just trying to hit them on the break. Yeah. Um, I think they went to, which team seems to be doing down the den at the moment, he's going five at the back and three when they've got the ball and sort of play two wing backs like Holloway tried to make us do unsuccessfully, obviously. Very, yeah. Um, but uh, they other, the other games, we've had Wallace obviously sitting and causing problems, whereas Taylor's a completely different type of player. And I think we're sort of adjusting our own system to play against that system, if it makes sense. And we got it right, but we didn't look comfortable with it for a long period of the game. No, it was, wasn't was a comfortable match. It was it was a compelling contest, and um, it was a kind of a classic third division, grey, cold afternoon kind of contest in many respects, because it was the second half seemed endless, and then those seven minutes of extra time, injury time at the end of the match, 
Um, you know, you just wondered, could we see this through, manage the game and, 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 and collect the wingers? I mean, that, that is, that's where it went wrong last week. And at times, that's where we've looked a little bit wobbly in, in game management terms. Yeah, it was like it was like trench warfare, wasn't it? It was like totally just just it was attritional. It was it was a war. That, I mean, and it's very rare that we've won a war in the last sort of five years, probably like a game like that. You're waiting for the goal to, and you walk away cursing yeah. all the Sundays in the world. But it, I suppose it is testament to how much we are growing as a side. I mean, you look at the average age of the side. You look at Ben Thompson, nineteen, and you know. It, you look, we're not an we're not an old side, all right. We've got a few experienced heads in there, but like Gregory, I know he's that, I know he's older than nineteen, but he's, he's only second season of league football. Well, he's new to the professional level game, isn't he? I mean, coming from Halifax, non-league, so in that sense, he's a he's a he's a young player, in, if if that's the right way to put it. I mean, it's just, what's really fascinating me, Harry, is the the way that certain players are growing over the course of the season. We've watched Jordan Archer grow, we've watched Ben Thompson grow. And and to be absolutely honest, we've watched Lee Gregory grow because I think he's been doing some fantastic work up front, some hard physical graft up front. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. I mean, today he was he worked his socks off really. But I mean, Morrison did as well. To be honest, they, they really with little that we gave them, especially in the second half, to work with. I mean, they both didn't stop stop chasing balls down and trying to work to the side. I mean, another one that people. I mean, he did make one mistake, but I suppose his son, like a Millwall player, not to have one mistake in reserve. Is Webster. I mean, I've been on here and I slated him earlier on in the season and said he should get out of the club. Yeah. Um, but I hold my hands up completely, and he, he he looks a completely different player than what he did. He looks so solid, like at this level. I don't know if he'd be any good to level up, but obviously, hopefully, we get up there to find out kind of thing. Well, one one level at a time, I suppose. Really, I mean, certainly the way the team is performing at the moment, we're an incredibly tough team to beat, both now home and away, because home form was the the bogey, <clears throat> and I think we've we've kind of cured that bogey by setting ourselves up, as you rightly say, as an away side at home almost. We're sitting back behind the ball, hitting it long over the top, and, you know, it's it's, it's proven effective, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we're working the channel so well. Morris, I mean, we haven't got a great amount of pace. That's the shocking thing. No. You know, you think of someone hitting you over the top of a through ball, like, you know, like an Arsenal or a Real Madrid or someone like that. Yeah. We're, we're nothing like that. Arms, like, are cutting to the channel, and, you know, I can't believe that... We scored a goal the way we did, you know. It was such a such a fast start for us, which some, you know is really unlike us to start fast. And it seems that Aris has got basically gives them a firecracker up their ass before they come out because they come out today and they were like wanted to win it in the first ten minutes. We could have been three 0 up at half time, presumably. But yeah, because there were chances. I mean, the goal came one and a half minutes. There were chances that followed. I remember um, Lee Gregory uh, threw on a one on one and actually quite unlucky. It was it was a, a, about a yard wide of the post, but he was at full strength going through on goal. I think uh, Morrison had an opportunity as well um, shortly after. I don't, I don't know how many one on ones Millwall missed this season. I don't know if someone can collate like some kind of video montage of how many we've missed. <laughs> That'd be painful viewing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Six months. Literally, we get, you know, we we do waste chances, but if you're not conceding goals, you only need to take one. I suppose that's the that's the only good thing. And Archer again today, you know, you compare it to. Compare him to Ford, you know, every time a corner comes in, you would you'd all shut your eyes and pray. Yeah. And and he comes out, takes clattered, gets clattered, and still somehow manages to come out with the ball, you know. It's so 
is so refreshing to have a goalkeeper that you can trust. We made a game-saving change. I think it was, it was about halfway through the second half. There was a header on goal, downward header. Somehow Jordan Archer's got down and dug it out around the post. And in the moment, I mean, I'd, I'd want to see it again because in the moment, you know, you, you get carried away. But I thought that was an absolutely world-class save um, and kept, kept them at bay because there was a point in that second half where the pressure cooker seemed to be getting more and more intense on us and um, I thought we might crack at one point but that was that was an absolutely game-saving change uh, game-saving save yeah it was I mean I think it, I was blinded I mean from where I sit I sit the opposite side and you know it sort of yeah they come in I sort of I couldn't see where it went in or not through the through the mass of bodies and all of a sudden the balls come pounding back out yeah and the archer must have got down to it so I didn't have a clear view but it looked like it was right on the post from sort of from the east side so I, I don't know he it you know, you start looking at these players like Romeo as well. It wasn't his best game, but he done a job today. I think he, they tried to get at him. Um, he started well, Romeo today. Um, he started as we've come to expect, Romeo. I think it's easy to forget with um, it, both him and, and Ben Thompson actually, Harry. That um, they're young players. They're, they're very new to the game. This is I don't know how many games Romeo has played for us. I don't think he's in double figures yet, and we start to expect top draw from from him so that's the level of his advance I just thought as the game wore on he was he was starting to make a couple of errors overrun a couple of um, passes going forwards and he just looked a little bit wobbly at times but I think that's forgivable in such a young player yeah I think it is I think as well you know he's he's only played really with Wallace as well in front of him I suppose trying to get sort of a partnership going with Taylor who's a completely different type of player yeah um, will take time but I'm sure that they'll work it out and I think it helps that Taylor knows knows a lot of the squad that's actually there really so he looks I mean to take a goal within one minute 30 of your own re-debut or second debut yeah yeah can't be a bad start can it it was a blistering finish I mean that that was that was a real quality opportunity I mean he had to catch it first time he hit straight into the net and I mean I, I said during the life piece that I did earlier on um, it looked like he's never been away from the club. It looked, his hand in glove. He's come straight back in and looked like he's part of the squad that's been there all season. He certainly looks like he's back home today, that's for sure. I, I, I thought it was a real standout performance from Chris Taylor. Um, I mean, the, the second half was uh, an endurance test, wasn't it? I mean, we, we went in at half-time, one nought ahead, and the second half did seem to go on forever and a day. And in contrast to the game at Swindon, we, we managed to keep them out and manage that game through to a successful finish. That that was pleasing, I felt, because too many times this season we, we've we've let it slip, especially at home. And I think in a cold light of day, you look at those those points would take you second, you know, the points we dropped from those kind of positions. So it was massive the way the results panned out elsewhere that we did we did get the three points if you think we can still get second, which I do. Um you still fancy us for second, H? I think I think everyone's got to play everyone. You know, at the top, if you look at the other teams' runnings, yeah. I don't think anyone's really. I mean, the Gillingham game, last game of the season, could be a second place playoff. Call me a uh, conspiracy theorist, but if, if, we are, <laughs> if, if we are not going to finish second, it might be worth playing eleven players and going after Dak and Josh Wright because, if I remember at the den, they uh, seem to take the piss a little bit too much. So uh, I think a couple of strong challenges. <laughs> kids and see them out of a Wembley final wouldn't be a bad idea kind of thing. 
Well, this is a different look, uh, looking and feeling Millwall side to that um, team that took the field at the Den back in December. So certainly there's a, there's a, a touch of iron and steel about our side at the moment, which is very, very pleasing to see. I mean, the second place, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's uh, we're, we're fifth. We've got 62 points. I'm just looking at the table as we're talking. Gillingham, 63, uh, one, one place above us. Then a slight gap to Walsall in third, 68, and Wigan also on, on 68 in second. So um, you're right, it's there to be played for. It'll be a fantastic run-in for the season, won't it? It, it? I think what keeps striking me show by show, game by game, is we didn't expect much out of this season, Harry, back in August, did we? I mean, we were all talking about a, a mid-table finish and maybe some kind of, you know, maybe a, maybe a flounce through one of the Cups or something as, as, a, as, a, as a bonus. This is a real, a real turnout for the season, I think, where we are now. I, I mean, personally, myself, I, I know a lot of people thought that. I, I thought we'd get sixth. I, I, I did think. I thought the league was there to be taken. Call that, uh, call that optimism or road steam. <laughs> after after about five games, I didn't think. So. <laughs> it's Division Four at that point, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, I, I think it's, I think it's a real exciting running. I mean, today there was eleven thousand in. Then I know that Sheffield brought a good uh, away turnout. One of the few teams that will bring a decent away support with them this season. So that that made for a real old fashioned mill atmosphere inside the ground. It was it was it had that it, that kind of old school feel with Mill playing the kind of football we're playing. Three sides of the ground full up with Millwall fans and, and everyone singing in, you know, in tandem. It's it, it had a real um almost back to the uh, the early two thousand kind of feel, you know. Yeah, and that that can't be bad, can it? No, like, totally. You you you've got to make it a fortress. I mean, at the end of the day, we all go down the den to our, to see them win. You know, I know a lot of people go away from home, but where they're going to get the most money is having people want to go to the den. And obviously, if you only win away from home, then, then people don't want to go. It's grim. So. No, it was. I mean, it was getting grim earlier on in the season, wasn't it? Um, and it's just fantastic to see the home form turning around because that's what keeps the punters coming back. To borrow the, the hackneyed term. Who was your man of the match today on today's show for you, Harry? Um, I, I think it's hard. I think uh, I'd like to give it to Ben Thompson. And I, I, I just think maybe not. Maybe I'm doing it for previous performances and what he what he done today when he actually had a chance to get on the ball and what he done sort of first half. Yeah. Maybe the last sort of five minutes of stoppage time. He just looks. He looks the bollocks, doesn't he? There's no other way to say it. I he think, looks like a real Millwall player. He's a Millwall midfielder. Um, he, I mean, people say, like, Erlock, I'm too young to have been around with Terry Erlock, but, you know, the way he gets up in the air is Tim Kaleesque. Well, that's the name that would strike me, mate, yeah. I mean, I, I said that during the show, I said it last week. He's Cahill-esque, in my opinion, and that's, that's something to say, isn't it? Well, it's not a bad thing to say. Let's hope if he does go, we get more money than what we did for him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not afraid of the tackle, and that is, that is Terry Erlock-esque as well. He's, he's, you know, this is high praise for such a young kid, but... Um, watching him there today, I thought well, he just looks like a natural fit in the, in the first team in the third division, the league third tier of the professional game. But he looks like he's he's, he's born to that role, and he can only progress on from here. I think it's a fantastic story. Yeah, I mean it is. I mean with everything that he's been through personally, you know, with his brother and yeah. and everything, and he, he does love the club. You can you can see it. I mean, he used to sit in the East Upper. He can't. I think he done a walk around the entire ground. Going along to rocking all over the world, which is nice to, <laughs> nice to see a player have an affinity with the fans. He will have to make the choice whether or not he wants to play for his career or he wants to play for Millwall because there's no there's no way you can play at 19. And if he improves the way he's improved even in this season, if he does that every year, he won't he won't he'd be too good for the championship. 
you know, the way he plays football. I think we've got a few players like that. I mean, I'd, I'd say the same thing about Jordan Archer. I'd say the same thing about Marlon Romeo, Ben Thompson you've mentioned. I mean, we really do have a crop of promising youngsters. I haven't seen enough of Twardek and some of these other youngsters coming through from the, the reserve team. The only one that has probably gone off the board, I want to get your take on it before we, we close out tonight, Harry, is, is Aidan O'Brien. I mean, he came in late in the game. He was a bit of a ghost out there in that you know short burst he got. He just doesn't look like he's the player that we saw earlier on in the season, does he? I don't know what you think about him. Ah, oh, he's a superstar, isn't he? He's world class. He, he... <laughs> now, now, now. He's, he's fantastic. <laughs> no, he's. I don't know. You know, he, he's young, but he's not as young as some of the players. I mean, he's, no, he's not. He's, he's young. He's young in how many games he's had terms, but he's not in terms of compared to season pros. But he's had his head turn. You can see it. He must have had his head turn. I mean, if you're, it's in any job. As much as you might love your job, if someone offers you three times the amount of money to go there. And tells your agent that or whoever recruits you, it's tempting, you're going to think about it. You know, he doesn't really have an affinity with the club. The way he posts on Instagram, I think it is his character to be a bit flash and a bit, yeah. you know, likes the lifestyle. And you know what? Fair play to him. If someone comes in and offers the money that we want for him, let him go. You know, you can't keep a player here who don't want to be here. But as long as we are trust sort of Neil Harris to spend the money wisely if we got money for him. Whereas in the past we sort of if we did sell a player, we'd we'd lose we'd lose money, we'd waste the money that we got for that player, you know what I mean? So and as you said, there are players that come through. I mean Twardex an international I've never seen him. I've never, no, I you only hear about him. I mean, you know, he's, he's supposed to reputed to be a quality, uh, quality kid coming up. But I mean, until you see him, we don't know. But I mean, I'm, I haven't seen him either. But it, there does seem to be this sense that there's promise lying ahead. So even you know, with the likes of Aidan O'Brien probably moving on. I mean, I, I I make you right. I think that clearly someone's talked. Um, you know, um, upper echelons of Championship, Premier League. Who knows? Um, and he, I think his head has been turned slightly, and I don't think his heart's in, in, in the middle side at the moment, which is a shame, because I thought he was a very promising kid when um, you know when he first appeared for us. But I think at some point, you've just got to say, sayonara, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll take the money and move on. You know, if we are, it comes to the end of the season and someone is going to offer the money that we want for him, you know, we do need a little bit, maybe a, a little bit of, as you call it, the X factor. Maybe Wallace is available in the summer. Who knows, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. A million pound, two million pound for O'Brien. That's the going rate for a football player these days, and a million pound. I know we don't pay it. We don't pay that, mate. No, no, no <laughs> we, we we refuse. As we've said, we said before, on general principle, um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we should get Leicester's head of recruitment. Maybe we should buy him, and we can find our own Mares or someone. I don't know. Well, we just got a shot of our head of recruitment. One point I did want to make, as, as we're talking, I've just written down the quality of the loans that we've had this season. I mean, um, we've said goodbye to Jed Wallace this this week, um, slightly earlier than expected, but I thought he was a top quality loan signing. I mean, he only played about 12, I think it's 14 games, 14 starts he made for us. But there was a quality player. By our standards, Jed Wallace was um, a different level and he really contributed. It's a short cameo, but he really made a big contribution. And... I mean, now to see Chris Taylor come in, he's, he's got a goal inside a minute and a half. You know, some of the loans, some of the players we've been seeing in recent times, those, that, that's a back-to-back quality um, couple of signings there, Harry. Yeah, it is. I mean, um, you know, strangely enough, obviously, the Alan Dunbuck was out this week and he spoke about not wanting loan players in the squad and, and he knows whether or not they're a good loan player or a bad loan player. Yeah. yeah. I think 
under Jacket, we had some brilliant loans, you know, your Punchins, your Tanzins, your Harry Canes, you know. And, if, uh, you know, we we have had good loans in the past. I think they work the way Harris is using them. If you know you've got a position you need to fill when a the problem. player that yeah. suits you yeah. comes up, it's worth getting. It's not worth getting a loan for loan's sake, but if you're going to get a player that you know and you trust or, you, or you've heard, obviously, Kenny's helped him out with George Savile and... Um, and Jeb Wallace, obviously, but yes. you know he, he must know Taylor, obviously, from his time from his time here. I don't know if he was at the twenty ones or whatever, or maybe even one of the players, maybe Morrison or, or one of the other guys has gone. Maybe Beavers, as Beavers was his mate, has gone. Well, why don't you get Chris Taylor in or something like that? Which I've got no problem with, as long as they perform. And he obviously did. They've all won individual games. Savile won a game for us by himself earlier in the season. Wallace has definitely done that over the last twelve games. And Taylor's done it again today for us, so yeah. can't moan about the lone players. Please, pleasing signs going into the business end of the season, Harry. I just want to close with one one last thing. I mean, we're coming towards the player of the season time, whether wherever we finish, whatever um, happens to the club this this season, promotion or if we stay for another year in League One, God forbid. Um, who, who would you think? Who's your personal player of the season taken as a whole, given what we've seen so far? Who would you go for, Harry? Uh, David Ford. Um, <laughs> no, no, um, you done me there. <laughs> David Ford for services to come. Um, uh, definitely, definitely a Jordan Archer. Mate. Jordan for you, mate, yeah? Yeah, I mean, some of the saves have been world-class. I mean, obviously, Thompson's playing really well now. Obviously, people will look at Gregory because of the goals he scored, but I look at the chances he misses. Um, so, <laughs> my art can't take one nils like that. <laughs> Yours can't. Um, so, yeah, I think Archer. Jordan Archer. You, you look at some of the individual saves and then to do the uh, to do a Colombian Scorpion death kick yeah. from the Beavers drop kick just is, shows what a class, class football player he is. I don't know what Spurs are doing. I really don't. They must be well-loaded with world-class goalkeepers. and Yeah, um, they've got four sitting, obviously, about somewhere. As we said earlier on, it's just a pity Jordan's Scottish. That's that's all, all we can say. It's just a pity he's Scottish. I won't fight you with Jordan Arsh. I, I, I would go with Lee Gregory, but I'm just interested as we go through these shows now, coming down to the to the wire. Um, we're starting to think of these choices, so Jordan Arsh is a, a good call. Um Greg's would be my choice based on, on goals scored, but also on his work rate. I, one thing that struck me out of today's performance and, and recent performance is the sheer amount of hard work that boy puts through there, Harry. Yeah, he, he does. And, you know, I ain't his biggest fan. I'm at that, obviously, as people know. Um, <laughs> I'll convert you by the end of the season, mate. No, no one's going to convert me. You'll convert me if we get 10 million quid for it. <laughs> you'll, you'll convert me then. I'll go, yeah, hey, I'll convert. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but, you know... I don't know. He's 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 very good at this level. Would he be any? We've seen him at the level before. Would he be better with a year's experience under his belt? You know, I'd like Neil to teach him how to chip someone because I've never seen him attempt one. And I think if he could just chip people instead of trying to take them on one on one, yeah, he'd get a lot more goals. I'd rather him chip someone than just sort of. Uh, sometimes he gets too close to the keeper. I don't know whether or not that's just because he's used to bad worse pitches or something, or maybe he don't feel confident. But he he has been. Let's let's not get it wrong. To get over twenty goals in all competitions, yeah, it's a massive achievement. Isn't it? It's, it's a brilliant achievement, and you know Morrison's done his bit to help him out as well. You know they are they are they're a good partnership. You know it is it's a little bit like a, a 
uh, Claridge and uh, Aris partnership of years gone by, you know, the experience they're dealt in the Elton the youngster out, kind of, or well, not youngster, but Elton the younger man out, kind of thing. So fantastic, big big away game next week at Bradford. That's going to be um, another crunch uh, game against the rival team. They are in seventh position, um, fifty eight points, we're equal with Barnsley. Um, you can you can't bet us against us at the moment, Harry. I mean, I, I, I fancy to go up there and get a result. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we need to if we're going to, as I'm saying, for second. I think. You need to. I mean, if you knock them, I don't know how many points they are off of getting into sick for other. other not well, they're, they're level with Barnsley, so Barnsley keeping that one goal difference at the moment. So, if you know, so they'll, they'll, they'll want a result as much as we do. So, hopefully, we'll see an open game, and I think that will that will suit us. So, I'm going up there. I'm going to be driving up there next weekend. So, we'll be broadcasting Acton from from the uh, the delights of Bradford. So. Good luck with that. Thank you, mate. Thank you. This is what I do for my air listenership. <laughs> do you need to take your passport to go up? <laughs> I think they speak English in parts of Bradford. <laughs> Fantastic, Harry. That's brilliant stuff, mate. Thanks for persevering with the Skype tonight. We've had a bit, little bit of Skype issues tonight. Um, well, I'd like to make this very clear to the listeners. It, it, it is uh, Nick's fault that last it, it was tonight. It was Nick's fault. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had the, I had the. Uh, my wife would tell you that I always have the air that's your fault, not my fault. And um, so I, I was, I was giving Harry some grief on on that. But uh, we we got through in the end. Fantastic, Harry. Appreciate your time tonight, mate. No worries, mate. And you. Speak to you again soon, mate. All the yeah. best. Extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. 
Code PROGRAM.